0: Welcome to the Total Car Score podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brouwer, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the podcast here. And today we're going to talk about, again, electric cars. Uh, But in this case, we're going to talk to one of the companies which is leading the charge, we can say on the infrastructure uh, at home and I guess in other places. So Lauren, how are you?
2: I'm good, uh, how are you doing? been testing a lot of electric cars lately. I think that seems to be the, the trend. And uh, I think the biggest problem that we're all having is finding charging stations that aren't full. So having one in your home might be what we were talking about.
1: Exactly, so we have someone who can answer those questions here is mike Battaglia. He he's the senior vice president of sales and business development for blink a company that is based in miami in my hometown so but he's in california so like let's let's find out how are you mike i'm
0: doing well guys thank you thanks for having me
1: So, there's going to be a lot of questions. Everybody's having a lot of questions about the new (laughs) trend with electric cars. So, let's start with the the company. Sure. Why is it based in Miami? I mean, most of the tech companies usually set up a camp in Silicon Valley in California, but you choose Miami.
0: Yeah, that's actually a pretty easy one for me to answer. So, our founder and uh, chairman and CEO, Michael Farkas, is originally from Brooklyn. And like many good New Yorkers, uh, wind up making their way down to the uh, east coast of Florida, and he wound up uh, settling in Florida and founded Blink uh, in Miami. So he was ready for the warm weather. (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs> Me I think is. I'm New York
2: based. I'm with them.
1: <laughs> so let's get to business. Uh, Blink, what kind of services do you provide? Because I see that you have the, the home charging stations, but there's
0: also an infrastructure of charging stations around the country, I guess, mm-hmm. everywhere, right? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Blink provides uh, a number of different products and services. Uh, so when you think about EV charging, uh, there's really two aspects of it, right? There's There's residential charging. So if I charge at home or if I live in an apartment building uh, and then there's commercial charging and that is where uh, as I'm out and about uh, town or I'm on a road trip and I need to charge my EV while I'm out, I can uh, hook up to one of those commercial charging stations and refuel my car. So we provide products in both of those areas and we also provide the uh, cloud-based software network that connect commercial charging stations. So that enables a consumer to pay for uh, a charging event. It, it allows them to locate a charging station on the Blink mobile app, uh, and it provides a whole bunch of data and analytics for the ho- what we call the host, or the property owner that has the charging station uh, on their property.
2: Yeah, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you is I, I noticed that one of the big problems is infrastructure. So I I own a car, I buy a new car, or I buy a used Nissan Leaf or whatever it might be. I, I think the problem is, and this, and I had a Jaguar I Pace. I ran around looking for a spot to plug in, and there's always someone there. And I to me, it seems like the smart solution is to have something at home, and especially for Javier and I, where we get cars for a week, and a lot of times you'll run out of you know juice in it essentially. And then you can't find a place you don't want. We don't have time to sit around for four hours yep. trying to track something down. So can you tell us what it's like if someone's really considering, you know, what do I need to be thinking about if I want a charging station? What are the costs? And, yep. and you know, can I put it in myself? I mean, all those kind of things that people are starting to ask.
0: Yeah, these are all. Man, the, the everything you just asked Lauren is at the very heart of, you know, the electric vehicle market. So let me let me start with a couple of things. Number 1, last year I think uh in the United States there was a total of about 250,000 charging stations installed. The research tells us that by 2030, the US is going to need 13 million charging stations to oh. support the number of electric cars that will be on the road. Now, let me let me break that number down a little bit.
2: It's a lot. It's a big number. Yeah,
0: it, it's a huge number, right? And the the estimates are that seventy five percent, so three quarters of all the charging events that happen, will be at home. So exactly to your point, right? So I buy an EV. Uh, if I have a single family home or a you know or a condo with a garage, I install a home charging station. In my garage, and we'll come back to you know costs and how you do that. The other 25%, or if I live in an apartment building, right? If I'm in some type of multifamily housing that I don't have my own dedicated parking garage, the the landlord will be installing these as an amenity, or maybe even attached to my specific apartment unit within uh, within that apartment building. So all of that is happening. 25% of charging events will happen commercially, right? Like exactly what you're talking about. So I'm I go to the mall and there's charging stations and I plug in my my EV while I am shopping at the mall, right? Or you know, or I'm at the doctor and I do the same thing, right? And the the really incredible thing about owning an electric car and the infrastructure that is being built is that it's allowing consumers to do two things simultaneously. So, rather than just going to a gas station and filling up with gas and that's the only thing that i'm doing effectively, I might run in and get a get a soda or a candy bar or whatever it might be e v charging infrastructure allows me to fuel my car while I am doing something else while i'm at the grocery store while i 'm at the gym while i 'm at the mall, while i'm at the doctor's office so you're going to start to see this infrastructure really proliferating out into the market, and I know that our business. That blink reflects that growth right now. It's it's incredible, the activity.
1: So, Mike, there are obviously already uh, different companies that are doing this, uh, Electrify America, um, ChargePoint, I believe, is the other big player. Correct. Is this like the same as gas stations like Shell, Chevron, Mobil? It's
0: exactly the same, but just with electricity, right, for the cars? Uh, at its most basic level, Javier, that's, that, that's really correct. But what's really interesting is all these different companies that you mentioned, and there are others are going about the market differently, right? So there's two types of chargers that are in the market. One is what's called a level two charger. And the second is called a DC fast charger. Some companies like Blink are offering both of those to the market. Other companies are choosing to do one or the other, right? Number one. Number two, what really separates Blink from a lot of other companies is that we are one of the largest owner operators of charging stations in the United States. And so what that means is, we actually own the charging station itself that sits on properties across the country. And we maintain that charging station and we make money on the electricity that gets charged uh, to the consumer. So in effect, we own the gas pump, and we own the gasoline that's coming out of the gas pump.
2: Okay. Are you on the public stock exchange? I want to start buying
0: some stock. <laughs> we are BLNK NASDAQ.
2: I'm looking right now. I'm, I'm, I'm a day trader on the side. So BLNK. Good Correct. to know. That's interesting. So if, I, if I'm listening to you today and I'm, I'm thinking, this is great. What's the fastest charging station I can get in my home and what would be the cost? And can I install it myself?
0: yeah good really good question so like any product right that you would buy you know there are computers uh if you if you look at laptops right there are some laptops that cost less and are slower, and there are some that cost more and are faster and that's exactly the same thing with e v charging stations so basically all of them that are being sold in the market today are what's called again level two charging stations so the, the typical, I'll, I'll give you some ranges, right, that that might help. So a typical Level 2 residential charging station will start somewhere around $500 and can go up to 1000 So somewhere in that range. Then you have the installation costs, right? And as an example, uh, Javier has one of our, I think, one of our charging stations uh, at his home. I do. And that particular unit uh, gets hardwired. So you typically, you know, the average consumer would want to hire a certified electrician to hardwire that into, you know, into their garage or their home. Mm-hmm. The, we, we have some new charging uh, residential charging stations coming. And I think all of them from blank that are coming uh, kind of from this day forward are going to have what's called a NEMA 650 plug. And that is basically the exact same plug configuration that your dryer would plug into. Okay. So, be the, I, oh, I
2: guess there's different configurations on that, right? Because I have a compressor in my garage. Uh,
0: yeah, it, it, it's it, there are. Uh, it is. It's a pretty common, you know. It's a very common configuration that you know any electrician would would be able to uh, to install. Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, so I, let's clarify. Yes, for full disclosure, Bling sent me the unit. I hired a certified electrician and he charged me $500 for the install.
0: Oh, that's actually quite good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So let's take a little break here and we come back and, and ask more questions about what consumers or why are you hearing from consumers about this uh, new trend with electric cars? Excellent. Back with uh, Mike Battaglia from Blink Charging and Lawrence Fix. And uh, Lawrence, we're asking a lot of questions. You have uh, personally questions because you would like to have one at home. And then, I
2: don't. Yeah, so. I have to. I have to run around and try and find one. I had a, a Volkswagen ID. Four, and the closest charging station was 19 miles away, which doesn't oh. seem like much oh. till I got over there, and there was one station. Car charging and a car waiting. And I'm like, forget about it. I went home Lauren, when, I, when I came to pick up the car. Yeah. yeah,
0: Lauren, we need to find out where you live so we can put some blink charging stations near you. <laughs>
2: oh, oh, God, there's none in the area. Buffalo, New York. I'm, I'm out in oh. the suburbs. So there yeah. is not a here, let me tell you.
1: <laughs> so on, on, on that topic, are there areas, obviously, where there are more um, demand for this? Is California, I guess, is pretty big. New York, uh, wh- how, where are you at like right now? And what are your plans for the next... 5 years or something like that.
0: I don't know how are you yeah. planning. Yeah, yeah, wow. So, I think that last I checked, uh Blink was uh there were Blink chargers in 48 states, um if I'm wow. if I'm not mistaken on the on the commercial side. So, uh we we're, we're we're pretty much all over the place. Um the big states like you mentioned, Javier, uh by far the number one EV adoption state in the United States is California. And the, the, the market share of EVs is, you know, around six, 7%, where the national average is around two. So California is three, maybe even four times, you know, at this point, the national average. New York is uh, growing very aggressively, as is Texas, as is Florida, as is Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Colorado. Uh, you look at some of the activity... Uh, in EV adoption in the Pacific Northwest, like Washington and Oregon. you know They're really, really strong states uh, for EV adoption. So one of the things that's really driving installation of infrastructure are the different funding sources that are available. And these are actually independent of the recently announced Biden infrastructure plan that's, that calls for installing 500,000 charging stations in the US. So even before that was that was announced there are uh, many many states across the country that are offering monetary incentives for companies like blink and for consu- and for businesses to install ev charging stations in order to start building out this infrastructure
2: is it the towns that are that are slow walking it or is it something that's it's individual or you know what what's stopping you from like building as fast as you can build
0: So a couple things. One is, you know, we just need to find companies or businesses that are interested in putting in EV charging stations, right? And and more and more, that is them reaching out to us. It's a nice problem to have, right? So we have so many companies that are contacting us uh, saying, hey, we want to install a charging station, right? And then we have different ways that we can help them do that. Then there are different initiatives that are happening at the governmental level, at the municipality level where they are starting to build out plans for their cities and what they want that EV infrastructure to look like. So they're issuing, you know, uh, requests for proposals to multiple companies and we bid on them. And, uh, you know, we come up with creative ways and locations to to install charging stations in the right spots.
1: So, Mike, uh, you mentioned before that uh, I believe it was by 2030. We're gonna need like 13 million stations. Another of the questions that people have, are like experts even, uh, is is the grid ready for that? What, uh, how are we gonna manage that? We talk about uh, one of our colleagues who is an expert in the topic, and he says like we probably need like nuclear plants to support yeah. that. What's what's going well, they're on? They're taking down front.
2: nuclear power plants. Unfortunately, I know you can't yeah, live like right. wind and solar. We need power. We need what's called base load power, and I'm sure you're an expert on that.
0: Ah. That is one of the areas that I am not an expert on, Lauren, but thank you. <laughs> uh,
2: I actually but what work I, in that area. I talk a lot about that. So we need we need gas, natural gas and coal in order for the baseload power. Yeah. And then we've got wind and solar, which can only supply up to 11%. And nuclear power is an option, but they're not incentivizing it. So it's not being built.
0: Yeah. So here's, here's how I answer that question, right? So I'm not in the power generation business, but obviously there is, you know, a ton of uh, press being written about this topic and clearly the grid is going to need additional capacity you know there's a lot of there's a lot of articles being written like uh, about hey you know there's no way the grid's going to be able to handle this and this is you know this isn't going to work and I, I I don't subscribe to that line of thinking at all number one uh, the market will dictate what needs to be what needs to be built right and this is a great example and I, I firmly believe this that you're going to see American ingenuity entrepreneurship uh, industry react to the uh, the demands on the grid, and and the United States will adjust appropriately, right? And and it, and there will not be a slowdown in EV adoption because of grid capacity. I think I think that's gonna that's gonna get solved.
1: Uh, some uh, experts uh, claim that the U.S. is way behind, like let's say countries like China, who have already invested a lot of money and time into this infra- in, into this, uh yeah in the infrastructure and and mm-hmm. uh, technology. Uh, how do you see it? How does Blink seeing that uh scenario?
0: Yeah, I think that, you know, clearly China has uh done a very, very good job in this area. They have uh, you know, decided, uh, you know, I would even say maybe out of necessity, given the uh, you know, the pollution challenges they have there to to pursue uh electric vehicle technology, infrastructure, you know, et cetera, right? Um so they they clearly are are leading in this area right now, but when you look at the product plans and the pace of change that's happening in the u s so the product plans of the automakers, which I think every single car company operating in the u s right now has plans for battery electric vehicles, I think every single one, so they're all coming to market and by the way, politically agnostic right these the, These product plans have been in their pipelines for years it's not like They just decided to develop, you know, EVs because of a change in administration, right? This stuff, this stuff has already been slated. Uh, You know, so so you have that piece of it where the cars are coming. And then you also have companies like Blink and other U.S. charging infrastructure companies that are innovating and that are enabling this infrastructure to be installed at a very, very rapid pace. So the growth rates are going to be, you know, quite aggressive.
2: Yeah, I, it's interesting. I, I, you know, there's a lot of factors here. Um, so, do you you're also uh, have charging stations in Europe as well, or are you just in North America?
0: No, we actually have uh, Blink has a joint venture company in Greece, and we are actually the leading EV charging company uh, in the country of Greece, and yeah. we have plans to uh, expand further into Europe.
2: You get to go visit the Greece stations to make sure. It's a beautiful country. I've, I here have, and I've both
0: been there. <laughs> I have not yet, but I am angling with my boss to book that trip.
2: You, gotta yeah, go, you we... got to do it. Just to check to make sure it's working the way yeah, exactly. you, you say That's it is.
1: exactly right. Because you yeah, never know. Crazy- the electricity is <laughs> pure as the olive oil from there. I know that. <laughs> on, a, on a more serious, uh, going back to the business, are you working directly with the car manufacturers? Uh, um, any here in the US uh, to to provide the infrastructure? I know that, for example, uh, Lauren mentioned the Volkswagen ID, ID, and mm-hmm. they had a deal with uh, Electrify America for three years uh, free charging.
0: We know it's not free, but it's like included in the
1: price. Or but that's how they manufacture. Are you working with any OEMs here in the US?
0: We are. Uh, I can tell you that we are working with a few. Um, some of those, um, you know, I I can't disclose uh, on on this okay. particular podcast who they are, but we are working with a few, and we are also working with a number of uh, dealer groups around the country uh, that independent, right, of the manufacturers that are looking to install uh, EV charging stations at their dealerships.
1: Okay, Lauren, I, get, I know there's a lot of more questions, but we're already at the 20-minute mark. I've hour. got what, one last question.
2: Have? i got okay. one last quick question. Do you think there's going to be some common adapter so that every car can charge at every station? Because right now Tesla stands alone, and I own a Volkswagen I can only charge, or a Mach-E or whatever it is I can only charge at one location. Do you think that's ever going to come to fruition? Is that in in the plan so that there's one adapter for everybody?
0: Nope. Really? <laughs> so, <laughs> wow! So, Interesting. Yeah.
2: Quick answer, yeah. but so yeah, it, why is uh, that?
0: So, uh yeah, I think that ship has already sailed. It's uh, what, what's the expression? It's already left the station. Or the train has uh-huh. already left the station. So let me, but let me explain how that w- will actually, I think, unfold. So Tesla has a proprietary adapter, right? And mm-hmm. I happen to own a Tesla, and uh, y- y- you know, obviously, they have their own charging network, right? But the, mm-hmm. the Tesla superchargers and the Tesla charging network around the U S can only charge a Tesla. The other, the, the rest of the charging stations, which are based on the J 1772 standard, which is what all the other car companies have adopted can charge a Tesla with an adapter. So effect, like for instance, I have a blink J 1772 charging station in my garage Mm -hmm. and the Tesla I bought Came with a J1772 adapter, so I use my Blink charging station to charge my Tesla. Okay. Okay? And there are adapters, not just for, that adapter exists obviously for level two chargers, and it also uh, exists for DC fast chargers as well. Now, on the DC side, it's a lot more expensive. The level two side, you can pick one up for 80 to 100 bucks. On mm-hmm. the DC fast charger side, and I haven't purchased one myself or really looked into it, but I think they run, you know, maybe four or five hundred dollars. So they're not cheap, but it exists. So, so you're I, saying no, that I oh, I, I can
2: go buy an adapter, so I could use a Tesla station with my mach E, for example.
0: No, you can't use a Tesla station, but you can use the other a way, yeah. DC, yeah. you know, for instance, a blink DC fast charger. Mm-hmm. if I have the adapter to plug into my Tesla and charge my Tesla.
2: Interesting. I wonder if that's ever going to go the other way around an adapter or somebody crafty who's listening goes, I can create something that'll work. I don't that's know
0: how Tesla locks it
2: down. Yeah, anything's yep. possible. That's true. Yeah.
1: I i guess like with all the main manufacturers coming out with their models at the time, actually, that before we started this podcast, I was editing a video. Uh, I just drove the Porsche Taycan and like, once Porsche, Mercedes-Benz, Volkswagen, like the big, big, big players in the automotive mm-hmm. industry are going to come in,
0: probably Tesla It's not going to be as dominant as it is now. Well, you, you know, clearly uh, from a market share perspective, I think their share will go down, right? Just because of the numbers, right? Because, other car, because all the car companies are bringing EVs out. Where I do think that some of this stuff will converge, right? So you talked about a common adapter. Where, where this will start getting easier for the consumer is is what they call the interoperability of networks, okay? So instead of me as a consumer having to have multiple mobile apps to find um, different charging stations from different manufacturers, whether it be Blink or, or any other, some of these things from a connectivity perspective will start coming together so that I, as a consumer, have visibility to all charging stations and I can pay for those charging sessions on any network with a single app, right? So mm-hmm. those are the kind of things. I think those are closer to the innovations that you'll see to bring commonality out to the market.
2: Wow. Interesting.
1: I know this was going to happen. There's a lot of uh, topics to uh, And we can keep talking for another hour, but I know you're busy. <laughs> so maybe we can do this on a regular basis, maybe every month or so. Like happy this is happy to speed. come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's a back. lot. <laughs> Well, customers are having a lot of questions. I just got an email today like saying like, one of the main concerns from, from customers to get a, an EV is the infrastructure. So, I mean, obviously yes. this is going to keep growing, the, the demand and the questions, right? So maybe we should repeat this
0: uh, pretty soon. The final thought that I'll leave you with and your listeners is every single day that goes by, there's more and more charging stations installed. So, it will only continue and it'll only uh, actually that pace of acceleration will increase. So no one out there should be afraid of purchasing an EV because of the infrastructure.
1: Okay. And for consumers who are listening and interested in buying your products, uh, just the website, they
0: buy there on, online and how, how does the process for, work? F- uh, for residential charging stations, yeah. the easiest way to go is uh, the mega empire of amazon.com. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's easy. So you
2: can't go right to, to Blink and get it then.
0: We are feverishly trying to build out that capacity, but you know, uh, we have a great partnership with Amazon, and you know, that's a that's a great place for someone to buy a Blink charging station.
2: Well, that's
1: easier for most people. So,
2: very interesting. Very cool. well. Thank you very.
1: Mike, uh, we're going to post all this information on our website and uh, we're going to share it with the listeners. Uh, So thank you, Lauren. And uh, I hope you get uh, blinking soon too at home.
2: Oh, I like that. She just came with a good marketing tool for you, Mike. Start blinking. Ah. (laughs) We'll send you a bill. (laughs) Thank
1: you, Mike. Thank you, Lauren. And thank you for listening. We'll be back next week.
0: Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at TotalCarscore.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it.